2: The Kaczynski model, the technocrat model, is much more interested in the incremental, slow-kill, Fabian approach to bringing technocracy into being. So they're not going to send the Homeland Security troops to round you up and put you in a FEMA camp. They'd much rather promote everybody being enmeshed in video games, uh, the Disney gulag, the virtual reality gulag. All this kind of stuff is a much better a FEMA camp in your home. They don't need it's, it's too messy, it's a big ordeal, uh, and it's all the nonsense of all the patriot crap on the radio. That's not gonna happen. They don't need to. Uh, the, the shadow of the global government is already here, and as we said, it's in the latter stages of the mopping up process to move it into the next phase, i.e. between two pages of the next page. Once you have atheism there's not really any foundation anything can come and go Hi, can you hear me? Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up?
3: Can you hear me?
2: I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yep. Can our beloved audience hear us? Let's see what they say. So my beautiful fiance is joining us for the holy mountain breakdown. By the way, it occurred to me too, when we were talking about doing this to discuss other holy mountains to contrast this with like Mount Sinai or Mount Athos. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Uh Mount Everest.
2: That's not a holy Tibet. mountain. What are you talking
3: about? <laughs> no, yeah. Like in Tibet those mountains are holy in the Buddhist
2: Okay, but you know what I mean. I'm saying that the holy I just, I mountain of this land. movie is demonic. Uh-huh. Yes. The holy mountains that are actually holy are not.
3: Mount Zion. What I'm yeah,
2: But don't they in that one part mention uh, Everest or they mention a bunch of different ones. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When he's given the magic circle lecture and he's like, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to storm these uh, mountains.
3: Oh, yeah. And he's basically saying uh, all the religions are the same.
2: Exactly. Look, we'll get to that. Same. So hold on, save all yeah. that. Shout out to Noble. Uh, We got five bucks from him, Orthodox Pilgrim, shout out, he sent five bucks. Uh, Welcome everybody. Of course, uh, Streamlabs is the new way to do the Super Chats. I've put the link in many times, so you can go there in the, it's in the show description, it's also in the chat, to do your Super Chat via Streamlabs, and it will, this uh, gay, uh, G-A-E, gay zombie will pop up, and he will run across the stream, he'll do the running man, and running in place. And I will He's like read- those
3: whammies, remember? Big bucks, yes, no Yes,
2: Big bucks, yeah. big bucks, no whammies. Yes, no zombies. That stupid uh, uh, game show, exactly. I can't get it. that Boomer era game show. How are you?
3: Press your luck. Good. That's it, That's what it's called. Yep.
2: So Jamie has uh, joined me because she, the internet says she is an Illuminati You're witch, so good. she is here to help me <laughs> decode this movie right
3: you um froze for a second what'd you say
2: i said since you're an illuminati witch according to internet you are here you are here to help me decode this movie (laughs) Yep. i'm just kidding haha
3: my specialty
2: can everybody hear jamie okay she's a little low for me but uh Let's make sure everybody can hear. I think I can turn. I've got you turned up all the way. So maybe I'll try a little bit more. Does this sound good, everybody? And then we'll get uh, to rocking. By the way, you can if you want to. Um, remember that the website is by subscription. So I have the. Purchase a subscription link in the show description for this episode. You can go to the website to access all of the based, hot, smoking hot fire content AJ's analysis. Good, sounds good. And then Streamlabs, if you don't know, is just the replacement for Super Chats. So it's on a different website. Uh, that's the link that I've shared many times. It's also in the show description. So you do your Super Chat that way. Basically functions the same way as before, except we get the GAE whammy zombie that runs and does the Roger Rabbit. Is it Roger Rabbit or the Running Man? Which one is it?
3: The running Man. Yeah.
2: Okay.
3: He does both, doesn't he? Yes. They have all
2: kinds of
3: whammies.
2: You're freezing up. Have a is, your internet, is your internet good? You're, yeah. You're chopping. You're breaking up. Yeah, it's but okay it's on your end because I have an excellent connection
3: <laughs> okay
2: well well if we have to we might have to turn yeah. off your beautiful face I don't know
3: you have to
2: I mean in real life I don't mean on zoom
3: <laughs> can you yeah, put on a mask that
2: covers all of your Choppy. like a blank mask remember that uh, there was a twilight zone episode mm-hmm. we watched like that remember that Yeah. where they made everybody's Every, faces look it was like a plastic surgery predictive twilight zone remember that
3: was that the one with the pig faces I think so yeah and ugly was normal looking and beautiful was the pig face yes there you go Yeah.
2: I've always been soft it's just the soft lighting my friend I'm not actually a soft person I'm soft deep down in my heart, but I also have soft lighting in here. So that's why I appear to be soft. Jamie can confirm that I'm a pure soft soy boy deep down. Right? (laughs) Yeah. The chat says I'm soft.
3: If I don't react, it's because you're skipping. I can't. I'm gonna weep
2: now. The chat says I'm soft. Okay. So um Super Chats are Streamlabs now. Thank you, guys. We've already had a few of those. Much appreciated. We've got 200 nerds. I know we haven't talked about this movie. Where is your analysis of Holy Mountain? Well, I tried many times over the years to watch Holy Mountain, and I found it to be, uh, as you can imagine, very disturbing and difficult to watch. Wouldn't you agree, Jamie? It's, it's a gross movie. It's blasphemous.
3: Um, I don't know if this is going to work because yeah. I, I don't know if I can do this.
2: Why is it too choppy?
3: Because It, um, stopped and started again for me.
2: Okay. So you're going to have to turn off your camera because you know, okay. your bandwidth is not going to do well on it. So just hit the stop video part and it should just be you audio. You see? Yeah, there you go. Now try it.
3: Okay. Yeah. Is that better? Is that better?
2: You're not choppy so far
3: yeah yeah
2: okay so now i'm gonna have to put a picture of something up there i can cover you up i'll i'll make you what do you want to be do you want to be uh something from holy mountain (laughs) what do i have on my desktop do you want me to put i put my face up there and i'm just talking to me
3: (laughs) do you have a picture of both of us
2: no i threw all those away Elypius Pryor, he sends five bucks. He says, thank you for all your work, Jay. I was just brought into orthodoxy. Thank you, man. Much appreciated. Glad to hear that. Welcome to the church. Uh, Wish we were in better times, but it is what it is. So glad to see you there. And then sometimes that sound doesn't even work. So there's like a, the sound for the gay zombie. He doesn't pop up. Anyway. Okay, Jamie, we'll just do it this way. Um, We can't see your beautiful face, but we'll see my beautiful face and it'll make up for your beautiful face. Okay. All right. So Holy Mountain, uh, we know Jodorowsky is an esotericist and we know we have to do this movie movie because he, he made, I guess a couple actually of the, the pretty prominent esoteric and occultic films. So I want to give a a caveat from the outset that I'm not recommending people watch this movie. I'm only doing it because of so many recommendations to cover the movie over the many years that we've been doing this. Because the movie, I will forewarn you, it is gross and it's pretty blasphemous in the first, you know, I don't know, 30 minutes. And then it gets weirder and weirder. Um, But it is, you can decode it. I think we have a pretty good overall decoding of the totality of it and of course jodorowsky describes himself as a what does he say he is a, a miss a, an esoteric atheist something like that
3: and mm-hmm. bu- buddhist
2: well there's a perennialist syncretist you know all religions are the same ethos to him right
3: mm-hmm.
2: so we'll definitely get into yeah,
3: that he's, he studied you there? Yeah, he studied under some Zen masters.
2: Ah, uh, okay, yeah. And now that there's a Sufi influence as well. Uh, that's, of yeah. course, Islamic mysticism, if you don't know. But let's get into uh, Before we start the uh, analysis, tell me your overall sense of the movie. How many times have you seen it? I've only seen it once. I think we've decoded it pretty well. We've read a lot of this kind of material over the years. What's your overall sense of the movie, and do you find it? weird and gross and just dis- distasteful. And yet it's butt nasty, but it's also predictive.
3: Yes. Um, the first time I saw it was in Austin and it was kind of like, um, a movie that you, you have to see this. It's weird, man. Like it's trippy. You got to see it. And so mm. all the hippies were like, gotta see Holy mountain. And I watched it and I didn't, know as much about occult and magic and stuff as the next time i watched it um i just kind of thought it was avant-garde and mystical yeah um blasphemous for sure i didn't enjoy the the overarching um narrative of jesus as the thief
2: can you speak a little louder into the microphone you're a little low
1: Is that okay yeah
3: okay um and yeah the second time i watched it i the what stuck out to me was the vignettes of the planets right because then i was a lot deeper into the stuff and occult stuff and so i was watching it with you know new information, and the the planet vignettes had so much more stuff in them that i had about is predictive and weird and esoteric.
2: Right. Yeah. The planet. I mean, do you have notes or you don't, do you want me to lead yeah, with them?
3: a couple, but yeah, you go. I have
2: like five pages of notes. So, okay. I'll lead off then. So uh, the, the idea, if you don't know, the film is presenting basically a, in a symbolic and allegorical and alchemical phases form a story of basically a magician, a Uh, teaching different adepts their way to transcend limitations achieve apotheosis and ascend and storm the holy mountain okay
3: yeah he's the alchemist
2: he is the alchemist right he's a magus and so the film begins, what we're, gonna, we're, what we're gonna see is a planetary celestial sphere journey, right? So you're, you're gonna go through the celestial spheres of the different planets. If you don't know the ancient medieval world, they viewed the universe having these concentric spheres, which the planets rotate in, which make musical no- sounds. Uh, Newton uh, even believed this as it was popular all the way up into the Renaissance period and uh, even into the scientific revolution. Um, I actually believe that there's probably something to that. I actually do believe that there's probably something to, uh, these different levels of, um, spiritual worlds, so to speak. Uh, and we know that in, in the tradition of the angelology of the church, there are, uh, celestial powers, right? There are, uh, planetary celestial angels that relate to different things in the universe, God has created the universe with the nine choirs of the angels and the thrones, principalities, powers, dominions, etc., rule the universe under God. So, God has chosen to have regents and vice regents and co rulers uh, through the angels, the noetic celestial beings, that one third of which rebelled against God. And became the fallen angels or the demons. And they are, of course, united with Satan. This is the biblical cosmology. But what we're gonna, and we need to know that because what we're gonna see when we get into Holy Mountain is the pretty standard, the typical um Gnostic and slash Luciferian, occultic, hermetic uh inversion of the biblical narrative, right? You agree? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it's a big mishmash. Of Can you speak up, please? Everything. I said it's a big mishmash of everything.
2: Right. Um, okay. All right, so shaky, so we're going to start on. with the celestial spheres. Okay, so here we have, so ceremonial magic, ritual washings, uh, being shaven and shorn. We see people going through what will be uh, initi- an initiatory uh, practice, and yeah. we see these uh, phases of chemical process, right? So there's the yes, the uh, ru- uh, the uh, rubedo, negredo, calcification, uh, right? The four stages of alchemy, and then it leads to the philosopher's mm-hmm. stone. Mm-hmm. And all of the religions are uh, in different ways pictured. So it'll be everything from like the Buddhist ohm to the All Seeing Eye to ancient uh, Hindu Vedic imagery to even quasi almost christian iconography with the it almost looks like tarot cards as icons like an orthodox church but with mm-hmm. with occult icons remember that sequence
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah
2: and so you'll see all this mystic imagery of keys and all seeing eyes and flying serpents and cubes all of which is really just uh classified under the seven planets right in the ancient medieval Mm -hmm. alchemical view. And we also see Mm -hmm. the tarot archetypes of the fool. Um, We see, don't we see a frog? The Christ
3: figure in there is the fool.
2: Well, this is important because we want to, this will be the first important figure. So we have a Christ figure.
3: Yeah.
2: And this is the esoteric Gnostic version of who Jesus is. So this is not actually Jesus, obviously. Um, this is the Gnostic alchemical magician version of Jesus, right? This is the idea, dude, bro. What if Jesus is like, a magician or whatever, right? Like, you know, this is uh, this has been a popular idea for um, a long time.
3: Yeah. What's interesting is in the beginning, when it pans on him, it shows him laying down and he's drunk and he's oh, yeah. soiled himself.
2: Forgot it. And then there's there's um, a nugget so- person who smokes cigarettes.
3: Yeah, so he's laying in the ditch and so this is what is the saying like this is not a divine person. This is just a human being like the rest of us.
2: I yeah, guess. he he's a kind of a, a wandering vagabond figure who yeah. it starts trying to kind of create his own little minstrel show almost. like he, He's like trying to set up a vaudeville act and he finds yeah. this nugget guy meaning a person with no arms and legs <laughs> <laughs> and he gets a, i don't know how does he have cigarettes he doesn't arms look anyway but he gets a cigarette from this nugget man and he from Micro Machines, uh gub gub how's it go test
3: tube gub gub snail man test
2: tube gub gub snail man gives him a cigarette yeah. and he decides that he wants that they could work together and basically you got hippie jesus all right, so hippie yeah, vagabond—it's a what do you call the uh, a wook like a festival yeah. dude?
3: Yeah, is that
2: That's what it a, is? Wook yeah, Jesus.
3: it's like a guy with dreadlocks,
2: like yeah, dirty like a hippie
3: kid with dreadlocks and a dirty a stinking
2: wook. festival boy. <laughs> but What's this
3: um, character you're talking about—his the name in, of his character is called the monster.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. You talking about the nugget or the Jesus character?
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, and because we'll figure he, out, we'll see that spirit. later on, he's a spirit who who possesses, right? Remember when they do the exorcism?
3: Dang it, you're breaking up. Say that again.
2: Do you remember when they do the exorcism?
3: Yeah, on the boat.
2: Yeah, he's a, he's like a yeah. spirit creature. Yeah. Anyway. And he's
3: got the tarot card, five of swords on his back, which is like defeat.
2: Ah, Okay thank you Um, oh here we go now I can see where to read the super chats okay cool I didn't know I could read them within my OBS dashboard that's what I was looking for the whole time the other day so um, thank you last time to Adam and to Tony to Midwest uh, to Adderhead I did not get to those super chats the last time around so thank you to you guys for those $5 $5 Super Chats. But you don't have to send $5. You can send any amount you want. Much appreciated for the existing Super Chats that we have been given. Okay, so what we see after this is uh, fake hippie Jesus decides he needs to get his shtick going. He's going to make some money. Uh, and we see seri- a series of different symbolic images and phases that present the history of Christianity Again, in the esotericist, hermetic, Gnostic guy's inversion sense, it's like Jesus becomes a a marketing tool, a, a tool for the Vatican, a tool for Constantine, a tool for uh, fascism. Right, All these different regimes utilize this, and it's pictured as a frog circus. And you remember that, don't they, like, he blows up frogs? Remember this?
3: that was supposed to be the conquest of mexico by europe so okay. the bringing over so christianity bringing is, over christianity to indigenous people is uh
2: yeah the poor the the poor the no the noble savages are being you know conquered by the the evil christopher columbus or whatever
3: mm-hmm. right because so jordorowski grew up in chile and he was really against um like colonialism
2: well yeah i mean (laughs) but that's just part of the whole ethos of being anti-catholic right i mean Mm -hmm. the the spain brought catholicism you know to all those areas so so he's basically just presenting it as a tool of the the empire whichever various empire in Mm -hmm. different eras of history so that's the meaning of all these sequences of blasphemous images, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, if you're, yeah, if you were wondering then, what all that means,
3: there's this scene where he's down off the cross, and the fat Roman soldiers take him to the potato factory, and they make a mold of him. Do you remember this?
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah, I have that in the notes. Next, here's the the plaster casts. Uh, yeah, of, and he right.
3: He wakes up and they're all around him, and he's traumatized. So
2: right, so so Jesus in his apocalyptic vaudeville show routine that he was trying to get going again. I know this is blasphemous This is the presentation of this gnostic film. What Jesus was just kind of a, a, a vagabond dude, right? The hippie hippie Jesus, and then he, even he doesn't mm-hmm. realize like. You know, well man, look what they did with my religion, man. They like turned it into this thing, you know, like uh, you know, oppress people, it's like a corporate thing, right?
3: Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, I believe in and Jesus. In, not, um, I believe in Jesus, not religion, man. That's what's being presented he, here. He
3: um he finds like a Pope in bed with one of the Jesuses or something, molesting it or
2: Yes, very blasphemous stuff. Uh so Beware of
3: so they're like, he's like, they're corrupting yeah. my message. Beware man. of what, you, and then right.
2: he beware of what we say on here. We don't want to get uh, robbing old, thank you. Whoa, robbing old folks, $100. That's a f- mega super chat. Thank you so much. And he says, This is for the victory in the debate with Dr. Shabir Ali. Well, much appreciated, robbing old folks. That's a hilarious name, by the way. Did you rob <laughs> old folks to give me that super chat? If so, that's really based. That's a joke, by the way, before somebody tries to report he, that. He's
3: the dad from Say Anything. Oh, yeah. You um, robbed old folks.
2: Iona Sky's dad in uh, Say Anything is stealing all of the <laughs> old people's money <laughs> and persecuting Lord Dobler. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, if you robbed own a skies dad, then in that case is justified. This is a justified act of Robin Hoodery. So much appreciated robbing old folks, Robin Hood robbery, Robin Hoodery, Robin Hood, Robin in the hood. Anyway, Christianity is corrupted. Um, there is, as you said, the, uh, illicit sexual stuff reference. Um, uh, we even see these kind of mafia figures running Christianity. They look like mobsters, basically. And we see a monkey. So this mm-hmm. monkey accompanies the hippie fake Jesus character. Uh, there's the Mary Magdalene, who's the whore the disciple. And it's just this kind of ragtag band of weirdos, right? Like a, like a Manson-type crew.
3: Well, right? he, he goes to the group of prostitutes. Remember in, Oh yeah, that's where he gets uh,
2: Mary Magdalene, right? The
3: organized religion, he's like I re- reject this and then he goes and hangs out with them. Yeah, and- this
2: is the this num- uh, uh, misconception number 1 by idiots right, which is that Yes, you can give super chats at the Streamlabs lane. So Streamlabs is now the new super chats. People in the and the chat are asking, "How do I give a super chat?" We got demonetized and so now we have streamlabs. Um, what were we talking about? Hoes?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I got lost. What about the hoes?
3: That's who he went to after he couldn't take it anymore. Yes. So.
2: Then he decides to that uh, the world's religions are bogus. And so he decides he's going to go on a journey. I guess, right, because we're supposed to think that this blasphemous fake Jesus character is, uh, you know, a truth seeker. Oh, I know what I was saying, that that this is the majority of the world's mistaken idea of who Jesus was. That Jesus was a rebel, a hippie, you know, man, he was against the, you know, religion of his time, man. And he just, you know, struck out on his own, to fight the system or whatever. And Jesus has the proto-communist, basically. <laughs> When that's yeah. not at all who Jesus is. Jesus was uh, the fulfillment of all of the Old Testament prophecies. He's the one who gave the Old Testament religion. He's the one who fulfills all the predictions because mm-hmm. he's a divine hypostasis, a divine person with a fully human nature, right? So the world thinks of Jesus as the Nestorian, Arian, hippie Jesus, right? We know that he's the second person of the Godhead. And that makes all the difference in the world, right? So he, he's not a hippie guy wandering around trying to figure out his purpose, man. You know, eat, pray, love, man. What what do I mean, man? What do I mean, man? <laughs> right? Jamie?
3: Hello? Well, yeah, and then there's... A yeah, this is eat, pray, I'm love, there. Jesus. Yeah, there's a scene where he tries to do a miracle and the alchemist shows him what would happen if he fed the kids on the dock with the bread remember that scene.
2: vaguely yeah and what was the point of that
3: he wants to feed them and then he gives them a vision of what would happen oh if he and does the miracle if, if he does the miracle and it's them fighting over the bread and killing each other and pushing right each other so if you
2: do the miracles for the masses they just want to eat the bread and they fight each other over the attachments and so the, the magician is telling yes. fake Jesus to uh, learn the esoteric arts, man. Don't even mess with these profane masses, man. They're just going to take your message and they're going to pervert it, man. Right? So, ah, uh, the real Christianity is... Yeah, because is... part
3: of the Buddhism is having...
2: Yes, Noah, Noah right. So, which it's true that when Jesus, was no attachments. His, when Jesus was doing his public ministry, he did not have a place to lay his head, right? Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. However, they did have a money purse. Uh, Judas was in control of that. So they actually weren't opposed to possessions. This is ridiculous. Jesus had a specific mission when he went out to preach uh, for his ministry. Right. So he's not literally telling everybody in every age to not have anything. Right. That's ridiculous. Jesus wasn't a communist. That's what we're trying to say here. There's no socialist, communist, hippie. Jesus is a complete Gnostic Fabrication. And the only people who would think that are people who are completely ignorant of the Bible.
3: What's interesting, um, when they were preparing for this movie, they lived communally for a long time before they started filming. The cast did with Gerardorowski. They did what? Can they you lived speak communally. Up, speak with up with each other before they started filming.
2: You you cut out. Speak the, up.
3: Yeah, you're breaking up. The cast lived communally.
2: Oh my God! Can you hear me now? Okay, so so he's a dirty commie, right? So of course that's why he's presenting. Jesus says commie Jesus, but it's not ca- just commie Jesus. Well,
3: they did a lot of. Go ahead. Uh huh. Go. They did a lot of um. Zen stuff, soupy stuff, yoga stuff. So right. they were like in a communal uh spiritual boot camp before they even started doing the movie
2: i see interesting i did not know that so yeah i'm glad they you stayed did awake other...
3: for a week straight they what isn't that crazy they stayed awake for a week straight it said
2: no wonder i'm sure they were doing psychedelics too probably right
3: <clears throat> oh yeah 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 definitely
2: and so it's and essentially what you're doing when you're doing all this kind of stuff is trying to invoke uh the spiritual realm you know they were trying to make contact with the gods and so let's get to this next part so when the fake jesus character climbs up the obelisk mm-hmm. this is him mm-hmm. beginning to go on his path towards uh greater enlightenment greater uh, mystical you know ascension or whatever um
3: well he wants to climb up and steal from the alchemist is what the point of that oh, was. was it okay like he's, yeah
2: so he so this is actually presenting the fool character Mm-hmm. Of the tarot, so he because he's yeah. just sort of bumbling into this enlightenment, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Um. So when he gets up to the top of the obelisk, there's this room and this this mystical magicians, alchemists, uh ritual room I don't know what you want to call it um, we see Jacob and Boaz we see the two pillars of the the temple here it's Kabbalistic imagery we see the square and compass we see Kabbalistic uh, uh, imagery um, we see two goats uh, we see so the Baphomet imagery is there basically all of the different traditions of what you would call esoteric hermetic kind of golden dawn type stuff wouldn't you say
4: mm-hmm
2: there's a sword there's a pentacle the staff the chalice the wand uh we see a lot of ritual uh magic imagery going around us flashing it's kind of too it's almost too much to keep up with perhaps on purpose i think maybe jodorowsky is trying to show you that if you go down the the path of trying to decode the Religious texts and symbols, you're just going to be bombarded with like endless, you know, codes and symbols and it. it never really matches up to anything except he's going to give a kind of a presentation of where to take things. So we've got, we have imagery of Christianity, Hinduism, Tibetan Buddhism, Kabbalah, Freemasonry, alchemy,
0: mm-hmm.
2: all present as well as witchcraft and uh, ceremonial magic. Yep. Yep. Is there anything you want to add on that?
3: Um. Well, the I thought it was interesting they had a bird in every scene.
2: That's true. I wonder. Uh, I didn't even. Uh, I didn't catch that. What do you make of that?
3: Uh, there's like a different. There's maybe an ibis kind of bird walking around. That would be Thoth, the god of magic from Egypt. There's a peacock. That's yeah, of a course. Phoenix. The
2: peacock in the Mandean religion represents Lucifer. Oh, right because of the
3: pride um, mm. peacock and orthodoxy is paradise
2: well I don't think John he, I know is interested in the that. orthodox symbology of it but.
3: I know I'm just saying
2: but, um, um, but
3: then he takes him through the alchemical ritual where he like he's has him poop in the jar the bathroom, and he says right? this is you and you're the excrement and we're gonna refine you
2: so, yeah, we even have some of the, like, the Crolian elements here of the bodily fluids and the, this kind yeah. of stuff being uh, used in uh, the magical rites. And yeah. the purpose of this sequence is that the alchemist is showing him, uh, here's what I'm going to do in the film, which is take you from these different stages of the alchemical process to the philosopher's stone, which is gold.
4: So mm-hmm. the
2: whole point mm-hmm. of the sequence is to produce gold. But the gold of the alchemist is not literal wealth and gold. It's, of course, psychological transformation, spiritual ascension, apotheosis, basically. Right. Mm
4: -hmm.
2: So that sequence is kind of the intro for what the rest of the film is going to be, in my view. So to go through the alchemical process, we're going to have to go through the planetary stages. Mm hmm. So, it's a ritual initiation that preps for the stages of Hermetic transformation. Yes. Okay. So, the first. And then when this. Go.
3: When the seven uh, powers come.
2: The gods, right? The he planets.
3: Said, yeah. He says, Who are these? And he said, They're thieves like you. Yeah.
2: So part of what is going on here as we'll see and we don't want to give away the end of the movie because uh, the full analysis will be of course for subscribers to Jay's analysis you can get the subscription uh, link in the show the in the show description but the first one is Venus and they are presented like elites basically uh, monopolistic Mm -hmm. elites in different areas of life yeah. like warfare yeah. or clothing and vanity. And once they became well, elites and got to the top of their field, they were like, well, I've had all the pleasures and all the, you know, uh, nookie that I can get now. What? And so then the next thing mm-hmm. they want is to attain Godhood. They want to be apotheosized into becoming deities. Right. And so, yeah.
3: So they're the, the oh. seven planets and the seven deadly sins also yes, correlate with them.
2: exactly. So these are the planetary controlling gods or demons, basically. But I think we're supposed to view them as at one point humans who yes. achieved apotheosis. So who is yeah, Venus? Yeah,
3: business or politics or however they got to where they got right. Because most of them were business people.
2: That's what I'm saying, right? So Venus, we're yes. going to start there. Uh, Venus is in charge of clothing, comfort, beauty, vanity, and Venus's father is the Demiurge, the blind. uh, Oh, yeah. Well, the the blind creator god, basically.
3: Yeah. Who takes his wife's mummy around. Remember that part?
2: yeah the 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 deaf dumb blind demiurge deity is the quote creator god and his consort is so sophia who tells him through basically sort of sexual mythology uh whether something can be created or not so there's this Mm -hmm. out of accord weirdness going on with the deaf dumb blind creator deity the demiurge giving birth first to venus Um, I wrote something about drugs to cause mania. Was that something that Venus was in charge of? I don't remember this.
3: Uh, Oh, military industrial complex.
2: So there's another one. There's some connect. Okay, that's a different one. I see. But uh,
3: that was Mars.
2: Yeah, you're right. But Venus does make fake butts and (laughs) plastic surgery.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
2: Uh. And makeup. So if you wanted your, if you ever wondered where all the fake butts and uh, the Kardashian fake butts, that's all from <laughs> predicted here in the sequence of Venus, right?
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So, okay, so Mars is the next one. And Mars is, of course, God of War. But this is interesting because Mars is presented as a black lesbian uh, who... Mm-hmm has male secretaries and workers that are all cucked Um, and Mars of course sells weapons biological warfare and pop culture did you notice that pop culture is pictured as a weapon
3: yeah is this the one where they make the toys based on
2: yes hello
3: go to war with So yeah, she said, we have our giant machine and we just program that and the people tell us who they want to go to war with in 20 years and we make toys based on that and make them the enemy.
2: Right. And so she, I think she's the one that does the, uh, uh, no, that's not who does. Is that who does the electroshock? No, it's not. That's Saturn. Mars just sells pop culture war stuff. Remember? Hello? Hello? Jamie, are you there? Can you hear me? Hello? All right, well, if, if her internet is not going to be good enough, I'll have to go it alone. Well, I lost her, so she'll be back for the sequel for us subscribers, so uh, fare, farewell, Jamie. <laughs> we We enjoyed your comments. It was good while it lasted, and you were very choppy, so, but maybe we can get you back for part two for sure. All right, so let's get back to where we're at. Mars, uh, there's a black bed with ritual stuff, weird sexual things going on. Black lesbian with cucked male secretaries and sells pop culture and bio-warfare. So this is one area where we begin to see the film actually being kind of uh, accurate in its analysis of what, what actually goes on. Right. So, at this point, uh, John Arowski is pointing out that, that different areas of life in this world are all under the control, you could say, of different spirits, in his view. Uh, and these different gods or spirits control different areas of life. Mars, obviously, god of war. And therefore, anything that comes under the influence of Mars in terms of warfare, propaganda, Weapons, biowarfare is all uh, produced and controlled and run by Mars. But remember, in in the Jodorowsky conception, Mars is a... I'm trying to move the uh, box here. Just one second here. I've got it locked. No wonder it won't move. There we go. Okay. These are humans who achieved apotheosis. Okay. So, and that's going to be important for the end of the movie. Because remember, uh, this movie does not go where you think it didn't go where I expected. I'll put it that way. I mean, on the one hand, I wasn't surprised how it ended. I could see that now looking back as it makes sense, but I didn't think he would, he would take the movie in that direction. But, I guess once you kind of look into his worldview, it kind of makes sense why he would so the next one is jupiter jupiter is presented of course as uh one of the uh you know big gods you could speak and so he's presented with a giant house right jupiter is huge in terms of planets jupiter's house is huge full of artworks um it's an art factory this is interesting because in this sequence uh we are starting to realize the different areas of life beyond not just warfare all areas of life kind of have monopolies that control them and i don't know why he puts art under jupiter but they have everyone basically painting butts and sitting on canvases and it's an assembly line of butt paintings that's actually true (laughs) i mean i did a video you know what a couple months ago about the ridiculousness of the art world and how that's a bunch of scammery and nonsense. And it's a tool for money laundering, obviously. Uh, and so actually Jodorowsky is uh, illustrating that with the sequence of the assembly line avant-garde art world. Uh, abstract meaningless art is all, all present here. It's uh, all coming out of an assembly line. And then also presented under Jupiter is the idea of... Technology and pleasure, robot control, and the electrogasm. This is man giving birth to machines, and then the machines giving birth to babies. And there's a little crying robot baby. It's really weird, but uh, I think that's hinting at the rise of transhumanism. And it's this series of sequences actually that's the most revelatory in the whole film right so this is where we're going to get that uh and we also get the presentation of the smart city and the coffin apartments literally a smart city with coffin apartments and and selling people on how to get them to come to these uh, coffin apartments where is that one? I may be ahead of myself here. Let me find that. Okay, that's going to be under Pluto. So I'm not at Pluto yet. So I got a little ahead of myself. That we're still in Jupiter, but so Jupiter is presenting the control of uh, love and sexuality, eventually being under the dominance of machines. Um, I think that comes up in Pluto as well, but uh, I might have been watching a edited version. I'm not sure, the censored version, perhaps. Okay, so next up is Saturn. Saturn, of course, is Kronos. Uh, Saturn's customers are kids. That's interesting because what we see in this sequence is a a version of Christianity, a version of the papacy with Saturnalian bishops, mitres, and symbols. Uh, We see a circus, a Santa Claus circus. Who could have predicted Orowski himself could not have predicted that within a few decades the Vatican itself and many Roman Catholic churches would actually have circus and clown masses.
0: The
2: no purchase necessary. BGW Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. In this sense, in this sequence. Now, why why is it that the customers are children? Well, the customers are children. We learn because Chronos' death manufactures toys that sell them on warfare, and so the toys actually train the children and prep, prep the children to become good little soldiers. And to go die in the foreign battles for the elite. Remember, we're not at planetary gods yet. We're at humans who achieved monopoly domination in different areas of life. So basically the ancient world's Rockefellers is what we're talking about here. Uh, By the way, there is my Instagram. People were talking about some of the funny videos this week. If you want to watch those funny videos, uh, follow me on my Instagram there i'm not gonna sing those songs in this sequence uh, in this episode maybe i will if you're all good to me if you treat me if you treat me right and we don't break up maybe i will but um chronos preps and mind controls the children this one is the most kind of mind-blowing this one in pluto because Kronos is also interested in creating a giant AI machine that will tell people how to run politics. The AI spits out how you uh, control the masses in politics. I thought that was pretty wild, right? I mean, we've seen this in old shows like The Prisoner, right? If you read my analysis of The Prisoner and Esoteric Hollywood, then you saw this, the chapter on uh, the global, the, the, the brain computer that Number 6 fights against and we also saw this in other old movies like uh what's the Michael Caine spy movie goodbye Michael um harry harry what's his name the michael kane the brain you know what I'm talking about the old michael kane spy movie with harry what's his he's harry what's his name anyway that there's one of those installments is the big ai computer that will run everything so a lot of 60s and 70s movies had that theme which was way ahead of its time. But uh, Saturn, and by the way, Saturn's name is Sell, S-E-L. So I think he's a play on words, selling things, selling war. Uh, Saturn is involved in selling wars, revolutions, and toys to train children to go to warfare. And the CIA and the mind control operations fall under this. Children are programmed to, from a very early age to hate the enemy, the amorphous unknown enemy. And then through MK Ultra Electroshock, they are trained to be warriors. That was pretty wild. Uh, so Jodorowsky does not get everything wrong. Next is Berg <laughs> uh, Uranus, who is in charge of banking, and his name is Berg. Um, Berg's wife is an old fat stripper, and they have a snake child. Snake Farm. Pretty much is. Snake Farm. Nasty. Snake Farm. That's the dumbest country song of all time, by the way. If you know what I'm talking about. That stupid Snake Farm song. Uh, That's what I thought of in this goofy sequence with the fat stripper bouncing on the fake horse. (laughs) On the, (laughs) the rocking horse ride. And then they... Are milking they're feeding milk to the snake baby <laughs> like what anyway Uranus goes and consults as financial advisor to Empires quantification uh and depopulation this is interesting because so the the banking elite tell the governments in this sequence how many people to depop that was interesting and he like makes a phone call, like you know, <laughs> what what's the the Bogdanov video, right? Where it's like dump it, dump it, right? It's that kind of a thing. That's what that reminds me of. Uh, next is Axon, who is Neptune, uh, the chief of police, and collecting one thousand testicles. This sequence is a little confusing. I'm not sure. But basically, uh, the, the setting up the private police enforcement, private security, testicle collection. I don't even know what the meaning of that is. I don't know why. Is Jodorowsky making a, like a feminist statement with the testicle collection? I, I That one blew me away. And by the way, why would you want a testicle? Why would you want a 1,000 testicle collection anyway? You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just to show that the elite were psychopaths in their various, uh, you know, markets that they came to control. So uh, if you're in the testicle market, if you have a thousand of those, uh, you probably have a controlling share in the, uh, the ball market, in the family jewel market. But, so he's different from Warfare. Um, he's not Mars because remember Mars was a woman, but Axon is chief of police removing testicles. So everyone is a eunuch uh, in his, in his army. It reminded me of the, uh, who are the people in, uh, Game of Thrones under Khaleesi, you know, the, the debald soldiers. <laughs> Who, the guy who can't love anybody, but he loves that one chick. Who are they called? You know, anyway. You know. yeah, I know the Borgias did that with their, um, the, the popes and Borgias, they would do this with their, uh, choir boys, really gross stuff, right? All the way up. The popes did this all the way up until like, you know, a few hundred years ago. Anyway, so, uh, that's who he represents. Um, and then we see him send a bunch of the young initiated go- guys <laughs> into battle. And then after that, they read the religious texts. So the warrior class, it's not, but it's not the warrior class. Well, it's kind of the warrior class, but they're police. They're not under Mars. I don't know. I don't know who knows where they came up with this stuff. The insult unsullied. That's them. Uh, that's what this reminded me of. Um, Lute. Pluto. Uh, Pluto. Loot seems to be a creeper. Creeper deeper, if you know what I mean, because he has a bevy of young people all wearing Disney outfits. Mickey Mouse outfits running around chasing him, acting like a creeper. I think that's what that's talking about. And he's in charge of architecture. Uh, this is where we get this weird sequence where he goes to the elite and he sells them on the do- the idea that man doesn't need a home man just needs shelter so all we have to do is convince people to come into the big megalopolis metropolitan cosmopolitan cities and then we sell them on tiny living uh, austerity and having a coffin apartment and it's literally a bunch of little coffins stacked up <laughs> so you come and you get in your coffin and you just sleep there and then you during the day you go out and just uh, live for your passions right? you just go I don't know I'm not going to say dirty things so people get mad you know what I mean you go out and have things in your butt all day and then you go back into your coffin And that, that's your whole existence is just butts and things bouncing around everywhere that's your whole world. Uh, this is another one of the really uh, predictive elements. And the, the city is called City of Freedom. It's the cosmopolitan degeneracy world. Uh, and you, it's, it's free because you won't need a house anymore. Then we come to the point where things get a little more interesting in terms of where the film diverges now we start going in a different direction uh and we're going to get into the nine immortal men the nine immortals atop the holy mountain so now it's going to turn into something very different and there is a sequence of planning to storm the gates of heaven basically, right? So the holy mountain we realize is this mythical pinnacle that everyone needs to, that, well not everybody but the, the initiates, right? So uh, the majus guy who's Jodorowsky, he goes and he collects the, the, the planetary gods and he says, alright, come here all you guys and Jesus, fake, fake hippie Jesus let me tell you what's really going on all right, you're all at the top of your fields, you're all seeking enlightenment you all want more Uh, immortality that's all that's left to live forever is the goal uh, and I'm going to tell you how to do it and the way to do it is to go dethrone the nine immortal secret world controllers who live atop the holy mountain and the only reason they're up there is because they figured out all the mystic secrets and all we have to do is track them down and unseat them and we will be the nine of course nine does have a direct relation to uh initiation. It's an initiatory related number. Uh when people do channeling in terms of this like Gene Roddenberry was in the circles of all these weirdos doing channeling, talking to the nine, the council of the nine entities and all this nonsense. And what do the entities all say? Oh, we got to have a world government and we got to have one world religion and uh, everybody needs to die. It's always the same message, but people can't figure out that uh, it's demons telling people this. I just covered, by the way, what did we just cover in last night's or two nights ago's talk from the Global Elite Book Series. We did the Millennium Book and we did the John C. Lilly Book. Tim Leary in both of those. And what did we see Tim Leary say? Tim Leary said that John C. Lilly is like Alistair Crowley. He's the, what do you call him? Like He says Crowley and and Lilly are the Columbuses and the Magellans of the psyche, man, you know. And you laugh at that, but this is no joke. I mean, Leary is saying that Crowley and the storming of heaven idea of the new Aeon That's what we're going to bring in, he says. That's what this is all about. That's what John C. Lilly is working for, Leary says, openly. Uh, So that is going to relate directly to the message, the Luciferian message of Holy Mountain. All right, so we've gone for over an hour. Uh, The second hour will be the second half of the film, which is the Ascent of the Holy Mountain and the curious ending. And uh, welcome to Caitlin Irvin. Caitlin Irvin. A shout out to Caitlin Irvin. Uh, much appreciated for that super chat. And don't see any more super chats. But oh, yeah, I forgot the Nazgul, right? There's the nine as well in that. Um, Tim Burton's movie Nine. Actually, we did an episode, I think we covered Nine. We did a Hollywood decode we did, that's right. That was one of the ones I think that got cut. We did a Hollywood decoded and we covered Or Nine was gonna be in season two. I can't remember, but yes, I have seen nine. I've I've decoded it. Uh so I am aware of that. I don't know why Caitlin's super chat doesn't show up here. Let's refresh this. What's up, Robin? Oh that's that's his. I just refreshed it. I didn't take another hundred dollars, dude, I promise. But Caitlin's isn't showing up. That's okay. I'm still navigating Streamlabs. But we've got it working now, and we can see what people say now. So at least we've gotten that far. We progressed from last time. All right. So uh, if you want to hear the rest of the explanation of this weird, gross movie, but nasty movie, you can subscribe to Jay's Analysis uh, at the subscription in the show description. The subscription in the show description and that will give you access uh, and then I will compare also other holy mountains why a mountain? Right? What, what in religions is it about mountains? why does this matter? was Eden actually on a mountain? interesting thesis here um, Mount Sinai Jesus on Mount Sinai Mount of Olives Mount Athos mountains are important Uh, and this holy mountain is not a holy mountain. When will I sing some stone tail pilots? Very soon. Very soon. Uh, on the next goofy stream, I guess, if you want to hear that, I'll do that for you guys. All right. Thank you. And if you want to hear part two, feel free to subscribe at Jay's Analysis. We'll get into the meaning, the full meaning and explanation We might hit on some of the other stuff too, like the Jodorowsky Dune and that kind of thing. Or I might do a whole other episode on Jodorowsky's Dune. I don't know. But thank you guys for tonight's uh, uh, fun times. And much love. Peace. And uh, God bless.
4: Step into the world of power. Loyalty.